Hey, happy new year, everyone. This is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and I am joined here today by my beautiful wife. How you doing, babe? Oh, I'm doing okay, thanks. Great, great. I am fired up to do a podcast with you. One of my favorite things to do. So this is Q&A podcast number 33, And we have got five great questions that I'm going to get into here shortly. But I wanted to just share a few thoughts first. And overall, this is going to sound a little bit, a little bit odd. Overall, I was quite happy in 2020. And a lot of you have probably seen my article, my podcast, about how I don't give a damn about happiness. But I'm not kidding when I say that overall, 2020 was a very happy year for me. And I'll explain why here. But first, I want to extend sympathy to all the people for whom 2020 was an awful year. Uh, Depression, anxiety, and loneliness were off the charts in 2024 many. And I'm sorry if you were among them. You, like like everyone else, are probably hoping that 2021 will be a better year. And let's be realists here. If we're talking about the, the macro, if we're talking about uh, society or globally, it's an unfounded hope to think that 2021 will be a better year. We can anticipate all the trends that made 2020 so turbulent to accelerate in 2021. Society is not magically going to get smarter and more decent in 2021. The state is not going to say, wow, we made some catastrophic mistakes. We're sorry. Here, you can have all your freedoms back that we violated so egregiously in 2020. But at the same time, I don't expect 2021 to be worse. I expect it to be sadder. Here's why. Let me draw a historical parallel. As the Roman Empire collapsed a long time ago, many Roman citizens, born free, voluntarily became slaves because they just wanted someone to take care of them. That's sad, isn't it? In 2021, we're going to increasingly witness the sad spectacle of friends and family members forsaking the liberties they were born with in exchange for promises from the government that they'll be taken care of. It'll be something like, if you take the COVID-19 vaccine yearly, keep your vaccination passport up to date and your social credit score high enough, then you'll be eligible for the monthly universal basic income. 
and we'll actually see a lot of thing a lot of people out there acquiescing to this and defending that sort of thing so i predict less turbulence in 2021 but we're going to see a, a disheartening uh, a disheartening agreeal and submission to those sorts of things and so i'm not trying to black pill here i'm not trying to depress you here but i think that it's uh yeah it's important to go into this year with a bit of stoicism with a realistic outlook on things anyways like i said 2021 i was genuinely pretty happy or i was uh i was relatively happy for how the year was going and here's why i'll name just a couple of things i had a lot of great sex with my sexy wife with you uh and sex makes me happy and i enjoy a lot of it we've been together for nearly four years now and the the stereotype is that people have less sex and worse sex once they get married and in fact i think we're having better sex than ever before and it's more like love making than sex yes yes of course of course love making Okay, in 2020, I also wrote a book that I was really proud of. I think it's my best writing, my my best book thus far. And yeah, additional. I'm proud of you too. Oh, thank you, thank you. I have, uh, of course, I have you to thank so much for that book. I wouldn't have written it without you. I read a lot of great books. I think I read about <clears throat> 25 books, which is, I think, a new record for me. So it was a year of acquiring more valuable knowledge and wisdom. A couple of other things, I rediscovered music in 2020. For the longest time, I would seldom listen to music, but I developed a tinnitus in 2020. I think I developed the tinnitus because of kind of excess news binging. And I think that the tinnitus was kind of a response to the uh, elevated stress, elevated cortisol of the year. And I, so I started listening to music a bit more, which has helped me with the tinnitus. Doing uh, meditation has also helped me with the tinnitus. And yeah, music in, is just one of those little things that infuses life with a bit more with a bit more joy. Overall, 2020 was a tremendous validation of the choices that I've made, the choices that that we've made together and the the risks I've taken, the personal anti-fragility strategy that I employ. There was uh, there was certainly uh, it definitely wasn't all roses and roses and honey or whatever the expression is, there was, uh, yeah, there was a lot of things that were hard about 2020. There was, uh, yeah, there was elevated stress. There was a lot of disappointments that were involved with the year, but with everything that uh, went badly in 2020, with every piece of bad news that I got in 2020, I kept thinking to myself, this would be so much worse, so much more depressing if we weren't together. 
So I, yeah, I'm really thankful to have you by my side, no matter what. I know that you're 100% on my team. If the economy really crashes really badly, I know that you're going to be there by my side as my bank robbery assistant. No, I'm not going to be an assistant, John. I'm going to be an accomplice. An accomplice. That's right. That's right. She's going to be there. But I don't think it's going to, uh, I don't think it's going to come to that. I think that the uh, anti-fragility steps that we've taken are going to, uh, are going to allow us to, you know, sail through the storm of whatever the world has to throw at us on the deck of the yacht with our cocktails unperturbed. <laughs> okay, okay, Henry. All right. So, uh, yeah, so this is a Q&A podcast. And as I answer the biohacking and life hacking questions here, I just need to add that I am not a, I'm not a doctor or a counselor. I am just a very experienced self-experimenter speaking to my own experience with things, to, speaking to the uh, nearly decade that I have now as a as a researcher and self experimenter, and you are going to want to check out my guide, which I'm going to have linked below wherever you're listening to this podcast on how to biohack smart and safe. And you should consult a doctor about any biohacking that you're doing. And ideally, if you've got a big question, get a second or maybe even a third opinion from other doctors. And I also want to direct your attention to the lean life hacking coaching that I offer. So there's a lot of people out there that are intrigued by the whole biohacking thing that especially given the events of the last year, they are really asking now, what can I do to take my health and my immune system to the next level? And by doing so, you give this tremendous uh, gift of yourself, gift to yourself of not having to fret and worry so much about things. You turn on your television and you're going to hear about new strains of coronavirus coming out and how it's all so upsetting and the people around you might be really worried about this. And when you're in really good health, when you're giving your immune system everything that it needs, you just don't have to worry about all of these things quite so much. There was some philosopher that said that it's it's better to try to view life as a comedy than as a tragedy. And there's certainly a lot of things that are tragic about life, that are tragic about this period of history. And when you achieve biological anti-fragility, you can view the you can view the world as a bit more of a as a bit more of a comedy as opposed to something really sad that you need to be constantly worried about and that's really worth it but of course a lot of people they check out what's on youtube they listen to podcasts like this they start reading a lot of blogs and they get just kind of overwhelmed and confused about what they should be doing in their health, in their biohacking, because there are 
thousands of supplements out there. There's hundreds and hundreds of different things that you can do to improve your health. And these things all either cost money or they cost time, a lot of times both. And you want to narrow things down a bit because you have limited money and limited time that you can spend. And so I do lean life coaching, biohacking coaching, where I get on a Skype call with people and I talk to them for about 90 minutes initially. And I figure out what their challenges are, what their goals are, what their unique uh, interests and inclinations are. And then we put together a health strategy, a biohacking strategy, a medium-term strategy for them, and we arrive at some goals for them, uh, typically 30, 60, or 90-day goals, and then I hold them accountable to those goals, and then I touch base with them after that time and see how they're doing, and sometimes we adjust their strategy, we adjust their approach going forward. And it's one of my favorite things to do, to get on a private uh, VoIP call with people and hear about what they're working on. And I would urge you, if you are a bit, yeah, a bit confused, if you're a bit uncertain, if you've got some sort of health issue that you've struggled with, that you haven't quite found a great solution to, I have a form on my website that'll take you about... 10 to 20 minutes to fill out that asks you a bunch of questions, giving me some real specifics of what you might need. And then you submit that and I can't help everyone. Sometimes I have issues that are just outside of my wheelhouse that people come to me with, but I will at least respond to everyone that submits that form. So please do check that out. I have that link below wherever you're listening to this podcast. Okay, babe, I think we can get into the questions. Oh, okay. So the first one comes from PrimexBT player via Twitter. Which supplement do you recommend most for someone that needs to multitask at work a lot? I have a lot of things thrown at me and I need to be quick and able to pivot mentally. Sure. So... I'm actually going to start by recommending something that is not a supplement. If you look at the clinical research and the science, the neuroscience that has been done on dual and back, which is a, a brain training software task that you can do on your smartphone, dual and back increases executive capacity which is your it increases the ram of your conscious mind so it gives you greater ability to do task switching and true multitasking is a myth what we what you actually do when you're multitasking is you're switching you are task switching in a rapid way and typically task switching comes at a bit of a cognitive uh, cost where you switch from one thing to another and then it takes you some time to really kind of get into a, a flow state to get into really a productive focus zone. But if you do dual and back training, you're going to have less of a cognitive deficit when you're doing that task switching. So you're going to want to check out the 
Dual NBAC Pro app. That's my favorite version of that software. I've used uh, several versions of that software and Dual NBAC Pro is the best. If you use it for about a month, you will have a noticeable uptick in your cognitive capacity to multitask. So check that out. And then any of the nootropics out there that you see are going to help with task switching. They're going to give you a little bit more working memory. So you're going to want to look at things like the racetams, something like rhodiola is going to be pretty good. And even some things a little bit more pedestrian, like uh, caffeine, coffee, a bit of nicotine are going to give you greater focus and greater ability to multitask. What's the next question? Okay, it comes <clears throat> from dining via email. As pot becomes increasingly illegal and accepted through, <clears throat> throughout the USA, it's becoming increasingly clear that avoiding secondhand smoke from it isn't always possible. So do you know of any nootropics that counteract the mental effects or at least lessen them? Hey, Danin. Yes, I suspect that in the coming American Civil War, the official scent of the Civil War will be pot smoke because it's just going to be everywhere, right? People need to get through, through things somehow. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I sure hope that doesn't come to pass. So, well, first of all, just avoid the secondhand smoke. And Denin is a pretty adroit biohacker. So any, any of the nootropics, any of the brain training things are going to, if, if I have not even looked at studies very thoroughly on secondhand marijuana smoke, I know that smoking marijuana yourself can over time have a it, it, it has a, a range of negative effects on brain power and cognition. But if you're concerned about secondhand smoke, then yeah, first of all, avoid it. And then just use the kinds of nootropics that I talk about that I think Denin is already familiar with. And that would, uh, I would think, more than make up for any cognitive deficit that you would experience. So the yeah, uh, doing things like brain training would be great because then you're, you know, if you have some kind of cognitive deficit from something, then you are giving your brain some exercise, using the nootropics, um, keeping your diet really clean, I think would assuage that concern. Okay, next question. Yep. Okay, it comes from Sean again via email. I just wanted to reach out to thank you for doing what you do. It has inspired me to be a better and smarter individual. Oh, thank you, Sean. That's very sweet of you. Yes. However, I did want to know something more from you that I don't think is covered in any of your material. You stated in one of your podcast episodes that most free learning based classes that are offered on the internet are arguably better or just as good as the paid ones. I agree with you, accounting for outlier classes, and I know since you are a lot like me, you try to get into anything and everything that has positive potential. That's true. Mm -hmm. I can testify. I just would like to know 
what are a few classes that you have taken in the past that you feel you have genuinely gained from. Topics can range from entrepreneurship, biohacking, specific subjects like English, history, math, meditation, etc. So to further refine my question, what is a single class or a course, paid or unpaid, that I would receive the most overall learning from based on your experience? Ooh, this is a good question, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So I have been kind of critical publicly of the online course guru space. So on the internet, you can find seemingly thousands and thousands of gurus that sell courses for usually a lot of money. Uh, they might be, they're typically courses about entrepreneurship, something about making money online, and they charge like $1,000, $2,000, $500. And I'm not a big fan of those. I think a lot of these sort of things are pretty spammy and, or pretty scammy. And you can, you can learn really valuable skill sets from books. I have to say that the books are what has, uh, what has enlightened me the most in my life because with books, you have an ideal incentive of, you have an ideal economic incentive of an author that genuinely wants to enlighten their audience about something. And books are relatively inexpensive. Even the best books typically don't cost more than maybe 20, maybe $25 at the most. So what you can do with books is there's an app that I'm a big fan of. It's called Super Memo and it's a flashcard app and it uses a special algorithm that was developed by a Polish scientist and it essentially hacks your, your mind's forgetting mechanism. Because when you learn a new thing, you are inevitably going to forget that thing if you do not revisit it within a certain amount of time. And the more frequently that you mentally revisit any fact that you might learn, then that piece of knowledge becomes more solidified. It becomes more concrete in your long-term memory. And so they developed this algorithm that anticipates, well, you use it and it builds up a statistical mathematical model of when you are going to forget things. And then it reminds you, it prompts you to practice that piece of knowledge at the optimal time. So it's it's making your retention of knowledge really efficient. And so what you can do is go and pick up a book on whatever kind of subject interests you and then go through that book and highlight that book. You'd want to use something like Kindle for this. You'd highlight it in a specific color. I use the, in my Kindle, I use the orange color for facts that I want to remember because the Super Memo app, the uh, accenting color on the Super Memo app is orange. And then I can go back into Kindle 
and I can copy paste everything that is in orange over into Super Memo, and then Super Memo can prompt me to memorize that information and repractice that information at the optimal time so that it sticks in my mind. So yeah, if you wanted to learn, if you wanted to master some new topic, I would encourage you to do that. When you buy books, you know, books cost in between about $10 and maybe $20, sometimes they're cheaper. So you get a bit of that sunk cost motivation going into it. So I would suggest that. I would suggest reading books over buying some course online that costs $500. However, his question was, what was courses that I had gotten a lot of value out of? And when I was younger, I started my career as a Joomla developer, as a website developer. And what I did was I just went through all the YouTube courses that were on the subject of of Joomla website development. And I watched a ton of videos. I watched all the videos that I could on Joomla. And then I went out and built websites, implementing everything I learned. And I managed to acquire a skill set that's worth about $125 an hour doing that. And it was free. I feel like I saved myself a whole lot of money overtaking online courses or going to a web development coding academy or something like that. And he said, what is a single course that you could take? And there is one course that stands out in my mind that I really got a lot of value out of. And that was Jordan Belfort's Straight Line Sales Course. Jordan Belfort, he was the guy portrayed in the movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, and he created a sales psychology course that I went through. It was a long time ago. It's maybe worth a revisit. I honestly don't know where this is on the internet. I'm, I'm not sure if he's selling it anymore. I think he might have released a book or updated the course or something in the show notes for this podcast, I'll, I'll, link to, I'll find a link to that course and you can check it out. And I remember it was a, an excellent sales and persuasion course. So if you're interested in entrepreneurship, I might direct your attention to that. What's the next question? Oh, it comes from Chris via email. I want to say how much I love your NZT smart drug limitless articles and posts. I have two, two thoughts. For us financially challenged folk, would nicorette gum provide the nicotine level necessary? I was wondering if certain cognitive exercises like using a memory palace could potentiate the effects? Potentiate. Or potentiate. Well, he spelled it wrong. He spelled it wrong, obviously. Over time, memory palaces spontaneously organize all data in your head. Also, how would you recommend getting hold of Modoff and R-Mode in Canada without getting arrested? So, for the financially challenged folk, and yes, now that we're in the uh, Great Reset COVID economy era, a lot of people are financially challenged, and nicotine is a pretty good option as a nootropic. I am not a fan of the Nicorette gum. Do you remember when I used to chew Nicorette gum 
I think I gave you a piece one time, even. Yeah, it wasn't... It doesn't taste great. I like using the nicotine solution that comes in either a PG or a VG solution. I think that is optimally, I think that's pretty close to being healthy. I'm never going to come out and say that nicotine is a totally risk-free nootropic. I think there's, there's a, there's a, a, there's a, some concern that I might have with it. But I think if you're doing other biohacking things alongside it, I think it's pretty close to being uh, pretty close to being an, an acceptable risk. So that's why I use it as a nootropic. The gum, I don't really like. The gum is actually more expensive than using the, uh, than just taking a drop of the PG or VG solution with nicotine dissolved in it and like a 5% or 7%. And so that solution you can get from any vape shop, or I'm sure there's a bunch of places you can order it online. So you can use that, but you'll also want to read my article on nicotine usage because you want to take breaks from the nicotine. You don't want to become too dependent off of it. You want to transition off of it every couple of weeks, take a week off of it uh, so that you're not building up a dependency because it is addictive. The, to move on to the next question, I was wondering what cognitive exercises like using the memory palace. I'm a big fan of things like the memory palace. I would use the memory palace along with the super memo app that I mentioned earlier. You remember, babe, when I'm working on my Bulgarian and I'd come up with those funny associations for things in Bulgarian? So... Yeah, I would use the super memo along with those uh, memory techniques. And I will link to a book. There's a small book. I remember I read this book when I was a young man and it was a rather small book. It was called The Memory Book. And it had just a bunch of really great memory palace, memory system stuff in it. So check, it has the pegging system that's in it. So check no, out- it's called the pegging system, which sounds sexual. It's not a sexual thing. I know where your imagination is going with that. The pegging system is where you pick out different pieces of fact, different pieces of information, and then you peg them via a absurd visualization to uh, to a something that you're imagining. And so then you can organize data that way. And then he said, as far as getting modafinil and armadrafinil in Canada, I have no idea what the laws are in Canada. I imagine that Canada has enough problems already, and they're probably not going to arrest you for using modafinil or armadrafinil. You are probably pretty safe ordering modafinil or armadrafinil from modafinilxl.com and I'll link to them or from Rue Pharma. Both of those companies uh, ship very discreetly to Canada and a number of other companies. I don't think, I, I, I have talked with hundreds of biohackers over the years and modafinil is very popular. I've talked to a ton of people in Canada over the years and I have never 
heard of or even seen anyone online ever talking about getting arrested or getting in legal hot water for getting modafinil or armadrafinil off prescription. You do have to pay for it with cryptocurrency. That's the ideal way of doing things. So if you really want to follow the laws, then yeah, go see your doctor, tell your doctor that you have narcolepsy or something like that, and they will prescribe ProVigil. But I think that the legal risk is pretty much non-existent. Next question. Okay, next question. And the last question here is from Jonathan Barkey via email. I do look at the companies you promote on your website. Some I'm already familiar with, which is validating. I wonder if you receive kickbacks from some of them for promoting them. I don't have a problem with that. However, I notice you promote peak nootropics and pure nootropics more than you do nootropic depot. I suspect they compensate you better. Because from doing more research on the subject and my own personal experience, I would say nootropic Depot is better and its founder tends to be more diligent. Good question. So I do get kickbacks. I do get small, reasonable commissions for some of the products and things that you see recommended there on Limitless Mindset. But I do this in a principled way. I make my recommendations based upon what I think are quality products. And actually, there's a number of products that I recommend enthusiastically that don't pay me any kickbacks. For example, I have tirelessly promoted dual and back, and I don't get paid any commissions for doing that. And I am perfectly fine with that because it's a credible biohacking technology and I want the best for my audience. You'll also notice if you check out many of the reviews that I do, and I will link to a playlist of all of the biohacker reviews. I am frank about the products that do pay me affiliate commissions and I will often point out shortcomings even about the products that pay me affiliate commissions. I published a review recently of the ESS60, the C60 product from My Vital C, and I'm enrolled in their affiliate program, but nonetheless, I included in my biohacker review a couple of reservations. I tried to be as honest as possible. So you can trust the reviews that I do, even though I get affiliate commissions from them. Frankly, the affiliate commissions are so small that I don't really have enough incentive in there for me to be dishonest about things. And I do promote pure nootropics, mostly because they have really high standards for their nootropics. The reason I don't promote Nootropics Depot more aggressively is they sent me an email and told me not to. That's right. In the past, I have written hundreds of articles about all these different nootropics and anti-aging agents, and I have enthusiastically recommended different health supplements because there's excellent evidence 
scientific and anecdotal for using them. And Nootropics Depot actually came to me and wrote me an email saying, essentially, we are afraid of the regulators in the United States cracking down on us and destroying our business because there's people on the internet saying that our products can help with diseases. And of course, the regulators in the United States, red pill here, guys, the regulators in the United States do not want diseases to be cured. They want diseases to exist and they want for big pharma to profit on disease being something that people suffer from their entire lives. And they are putting pressure on different companies to say, look, you can sell, you can sell things like the racetams, or you can sell Ayurvedic medicines, you can sell nutraceuticals, but we do not want you to spread the word about the science that shows that these things really help people. Because, of course, that cuts in on big pharma's profits. So Nootropics Depot kicked me out of their affiliate program and they told me to not talk about them. So that's why I don't do that. It's a little bit of a disappointment, but that's why, thankfully, there's enough great credible sources out there that are selling high-quality nootropics and anti-aging stuff that I can always find someone else to promote when, unfortunately, a company is capitulating to the medical tyranny state that is impending there in the home of the free and the land of the brave, or however that saying goes. Anyways, I'm Jonathan, and it's always my pleasure to chat with you all. I look forward to your uh, feedback on this podcast. I look forward to a continued conversation with you.